Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I am Andrea, here with my husband and co-host, Joplin. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are having a good Friday. We're excited to be at the podcast desk with you all this morning. And today, we've got three main things we're going to be talking about. Number one, we're going to discuss why a balanced life is necessary to live with joy. I'm going to take a question today, a Bible question concerning who hardened Pharaoh's heart. Did God do it or did Pharaoh do it? And uh, we're going to finish with a few fun things from Andrea's list of fun things to talk about. You know it. So let's get started right away. Our first major topic of the day is the question of why does balance matter if we're going to have a life of joy? And so um, let's just uh, get started. Andrea, let's start with you. You know, what is hard about balance? Um, What's hard about balance? I would say the number one thing is time management. Um, Learning how to manage our time. And maybe even though we have gobs of things we could be doing that would weigh us one way, learning how to balance it and being okay with not doing it all right that second and just being able to find the balance of all of it. Yeah. I think that um, for most of the people in the world now, there is so much, like, we're all busy. There, there was a time years ago and it was kind of like, you know, there was only a handful of folks that were busy all the time. But for the most part, we're busy all the time now. There's always something to do, something going on. And it can be difficult to learn the discipline of balance because what we tend to do is whatever's most pressing. We end up getting kind of in this routine where we are go, 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 go all the time. And so I think that that balance is hard, um, but I will tell you it is incredibly important to like mental health and I use the word joy, um, especially living a life with joy, it requires balance. And so I wanna ask the question, why? Why does balance matter? Um, Balance matters because if we weigh ourselves too much with work, let's use work as an example, um, then a lot of the things that do kind of tend to make us happy, bring us joy, bring us those sort of things, they get cut out. And so when they those things get cut out and we're weighed down with the things that are just, you know, everyday tasks that we need to do um, that aren't necessarily bad, but they're not super joyful, um, we start to outweigh. And then all of a sudden things start happening that um, are out of our control. We start finding ourselves just maybe in a rut or feeling depressed or feeling sad or um, not having those things that are helping us to ultimately keep leveled out and and be what we need to be. You know, one example I think um, that a lot of people will be able to relate to that has really become a problem it's become a problem in the last 10 years in American sports. So there was a time when we were kids that you kind of played three or four different things year round. And maybe one of them you were really serious about, maybe one or two of them. But even after the season was over, you stopped doing it and took a little break and then played something else. 
And that was the norm. And now kids are being forced into this mindset. If they're going to be good at sports, they've got to focus on one and do that year round. And kids have started doing sports, many of them year round, the same sport from the time they're really little, like six, seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing in absolutely alarming rates is that when these students who have been playing that way, and I am going somewhere with balance on all of this, but when those students have been playing that way, most of them by the time they are sophomores and juniors in high school, they're just sick of the sport. They don't want to do it anymore. And that's the age when they should be peaking. That's the age when they should be getting, if they're wanting to go to college or whatever, like really serious about it, but they're done with it. Yeah. And what we're finding, you know, we're, we're asking the question, why does balance matter? And the answer is just the same exact thing that's happened in those students. If you don't have balance, you end up burning out. And, yeah. and you work so hard for something and you invest so much time in it but then you don't enjoy the reward of all your work. And so balance is really incredibly important. I think there are a lot of factors that lead to the high levels of depression and anxiety that our um, society is also experiencing. Of all those factors, I am convinced balance is one of them. Yeah. And that a better balanced life would actually help minimize some of the other factors that tend to lead towards anxiety and depression. So let's kind of advance this discussion with some um, ideas. You know, when we use the word balance, what do we mean by that word? And what are some of the things we've done in our life? What are some of the advice that maybe we would have for, you know, our listeners to achieve better balance in their life? Um, For starters, I think that, you know, we have to know what helps us with the balance. What what is what are you looking for? Um, you know, if you're really heavy into sports or your job or you're this, um, just being intentional about being conscious of it. And so, if I've had a really really heavy week this week, well, what can I do next week to try to balance that out and even it out? Um, or even in your day, okay, I've had a really really heavy day, lots of different things. What can I balance it out in the evening with that's gonna, you know, help offset that? And so, being intentional. And uh, actually, last night I was just talking to a lady at our church, and we were talking about how um, well we just got back from a trip, and um, we were talking about how hard it is to just make the trip happen because schedules are so busy and you know she was saying that for them um that they were just they just kept pushing these things off pushing them off and then finally they just put it on the calendar and she said it's amazing once we just put them on the calendar how everything just works around them but mm-hmm. you know in our minds sometimes we just can't make it work we can't make it work because we got this and this and this but if we'll just be intentional about making it happen life life goes around it it right. does it's hard um sometimes to just get it on the schedule or get a break in your day or just time out in the evening but if you do it and you get going and whatever it is that does balance you with joy or fun or something that just keeps those things going in our life they will fit in i think that it's also important when we look at balance that we consider it in the context of daily you know and then like weak chunks and then maybe your quarter you know your look at the four quarters of the year 
And because there are going to be weeks when your life is just kind of spirals out of control or things that, that, you know, just happen and you've got to respond. You don't have a choice. You have to respond. Yeah. And it is important to be able to counter that on the other, you know, the weeks that follow, if at all possible, with finding a way to get some alone time, get some quiet time, do something that you enjoy. Um, I like to call it your thing. You know, we all have different things. Um, for me, years ago, one of my things used to be golf. And, um, you know, I just don't, I don't actually enjoy anymore the fact that it takes six hours to golf. I love being on the course, but I don't like it that it takes six hours from the time I leave the house to the time I get home. And so for me, that was one of my things that was no longer um, really rewarding to me. Yeah. And so instead, what I had to do is find some other activities for me that don't take quite as long, but that I can be committed to on a much more regular basis. And so, you know, for, for you, it might be walking, could be reading, uh, could be fishing, could be golfing, could be exercise, uh, could be shopping. You got to be careful with shopping. You don't want to binge shop when you're, you know, you're trying to counteract your yeah. stress because you'll buy stuff you don't need and make bad financial decisions. But the point I'm trying to make is that all of us have different things that we do enjoy doing. And if you're not intentional about scheduling those things into your life, your life will get out of balance and you'll constantly be doing, constantly be working. And so I kind of look at it, first of all, daily. I want to try to be balanced every day. If you don't schedule into your daily life some balance where you know, you know, in my life, here's what it looks like in the life of Joplin Emerson. I try every day to start my day with some personal time with me and God, a little bit of Bible study, and then some time in prayer. And I try to get that done before doing work. If I just jump on the computer and start responding to emails and start, you know, get knocking out paperwork, I can't explain it. I'm just telling you it is the way for me. I can't get my mind back in that zone of like, let's rest. And so, or let's spend some time and study or as I'm in the work zone. And so if I'm not really intentional on the start end of my day, I lose that. And yeah. it's, and so that is important to me. And then I tend to do a decent job of taking off between noon and three. I can work through noon to three if I need, but just the way that our life works, the first part of the day is always pretty busy up until noon, and then once three o'clock hits and the kids get out of school, and whether it's people that need to meet after hours because they're first shift workers, uh, whether it's kids going to places and sports and everything else, my evenings are normally pretty full from three o'clock until nine almost every single day of our life. And so for me, I have to be conscious that if I've got some slow time between you know, after lunch, one and three, I'm gonna be willing to let it be slow time. A lot of times I'll go on a walk during that time. Um, my point is I don't always fill it up. Now that's just my daily stuff, right? So, let, and then weekly, I think what you said is absolutely dead on that sometimes your weeks are crazy and you have to be willing to take you know, some time in the weeks to come. And then finally, I just think it's important that you look at your quarter, you look at your year, you find you know ways to take time and get a break. And I just did this last week. Yeah, I went to North Carolina last week. It's one of the things I try to do every year. 
uh, beautiful area of the world that, that I go to there. It's really secluded in the mountains. And um, this last week, I went for four days by myself. Andrea stayed back home, held down the fort for those first four days. And then she flew in and met me for the weekend, was there everything Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We came home on Monday. And it was just a time to decompress, get away, recharge, hit the reset button on my mind, my heart, and get ready for you know this next season. So I think you gotta be intentional. Those are some things that I do. Um, advice to those that are struggling with balance. Say somebody's like, you know, this sounds good, but I can't, my life's too busy. What final pieces of advice do you have for that person? Um, I would just say, take it slow. You don't have to go take this week-long vacation the very first time you're trying to implement this. Just, you know, do something slow and maybe your day was crazy. Well, at least find 30 minutes, 20 minutes. You can do something you enjoy, Um, even if it's over your lunch break or even if it is right before bed, you know, but just start putting those little tiny things where you can. Um, And then try to be intentional about in the future. You know, maybe uh, this week is crazy and I only have 15 minutes today and 15 minutes two days from now, but next week it looks like I have a window where that afternoon of time um, I could do something that I want to do and so um, just be intentional about pre-planning those things because often if we don't pre-plan them and we're not intentional they don't happen so life just is it's it's busy and it's hard and we have to work and we have to take care of the house and we have to do things so um, we just kind of have to be intentional to squeeze them in when we can my final piece of advice is two things. Number one, just be intentional and and be balanced. You need to work hard, right? If, if you rest all the time and you're the kind of person that doesn't do anything, you don't work hard, you're gonna find that joy is fleeting as well because- uh, It's just exhausting. The, the things that you need to, to survive, you're not really getting because you're not working hard, you're not doing the things necessary to you know keep up the house, everything else. There, there's a degree of work hard, be dedicated, and then find time to breathe and enjoy life. And that part about enjoying life is the last thing I wanna leave our listeners with. We as Americans are so task oriented that we tend to look at what is the finish line, what is the goal. And so in other words, going back to my sports, you know, we're pushing our kids from the time they're six years old, you know, run, train, run, train, run, train, get better, get better, get better, get better. Like for what, what is the goal? And often the finish line's, you know, 10 years down the road, we're hoping that you know they go to college or somehow pays for college or maybe they go to they're in professional sports where so few people ever make it but my point is this a lot of times we're just going and it's like we forget that we may never reach the finish line that the goal may change and so what you need to do there's nothing wrong with having goals nothing wrong with pushing but we have got to enjoy the journey Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to soccer practice because 10 years from now, I hope that my kid is the best kid on the team. I'm going to soccer practice because I want to meet people. And I'm going to sit there for an hour while my kid's kicking the ball around and have meaningful conversation with my wife, right? Or, you know, uh, I'm going to meet some new families and try to find a way to invest in them. And, and I want to instill that in my children too. You're not just playing the sport or you're not just doing what you do because years down the road, you're going to need it to get in college. Let's build relationships. Now that is one example. I'm, I've, I don't know why I've stuck with sports this particular segment, but it applies to everything. Your work, your career, 
the stuff that we have to do, you have to learn to enjoy the journey and just have fun with it all. Don't make it more serious than it is and find ways to make the even the act of these things we must do, make them enjoyable, make them meaningful and stop looking so far down the road. We are so task-oriented people. If all you ever see is the task, it will steal away the joy of the journey getting to that finish line. Yeah, one last thing I was just gonna add is that often we don't even think about it, but when we aren't intentional about putting those in our life, it doesn't only make us miserable, but it makes our families miserable. And it makes those that we work with miserable because we are lacking that area of, you know, having that in our own life. So we spill it out into others. So it's, it is important. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next segment. We are going to deal with a Bible question today. We want to remind our listeners, you guys can write in at any time with questions you have about the Bible for me or questions about anything for Andrea. She's, she'll, she'll do any Q&A for questions you guys want to ask her about. Yeah. I'm your Bible answer guy. And so today we are going to address a question. Yeah. So let's get started. Um, the question is, who hardened Pharaoh's heart? Okay. It's a good question because a lot of people wonder it. And um, I'm going to say, I'm going to answer this in like two minutes. That said, there's a much longer, thorough answer that I will be dealing with here in about, I don't know, a month at church on a Wednesday night because we're working through Exodus right now. He said two minutes, so I was thinking maybe you were going to slip in a little joy here in this uh, segment, a little downtime. He had like some surprise ice cream cones or something, but... No, no surprise ice cream cones. Okay. But listen, the question is who hardened Pharaoh's heart? Because the Bible does say that God hardened it, and it tells us that Pharaoh hardened it. And so the answer is both of them. There's a, and and when most of, for for our listeners, you might not know this, but for most of the people that really get um, heated about this question, there's kind of this pocket of people that believe that God is a bad God. Now, they wouldn't say that, but but really that's kind of what they believe, that he's a bad God that just chooses humans who he wants to go to hell. He hardens their heart. There's nothing they can do about it. And God, and you can't question God because he's God. And nothing could be further from the truth. That is not the way that God is. The Bible teaches us that God wishes that all, it is the will of God that everybody comes to repentance. So there was not a single human person in the history of God's creation, all humans whom God created in His image, there's not a single one of them that God did not desire to be saved. And yet we know not everybody saved. And so we see that the will of God, did God harden somebody's heart? We see that the will of God is not quite as uh, simplistic and narrow as what a handful of folks want it to be. Um, so then it's like, well, how, so who hardened Pharaoh's heart? Did, did Pharaoh do it? Does he have a free will? Did God do it? And the answer is both. This is an answer that is hard for some folks to accept, but it's exactly what the Bible tells us. The Bible says, and I quote, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Then the Bible says, and I quote, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So they both did it. Now, the I look at, I've used this analogy before to try to help people kind of wrap their mind around how, how this is possible. Here in the summer, on a hot summer day, you can get up to 100 degrees, uh, sometimes even hotter here in Kansas, and the sun can really be blistering hot. 
if I go out at one o'clock and the sun's right overhead and I bring out a glass full of ice and I bring out a glass full of clay, soft, tender clay, and I set both of those things in the sun, in about an hour time, the glass with ice, the ice will have melted, it will have got soft and melted, and the clay will have got hard. It's not that the sun arbitrarily decided, I'm gonna make one hard and I'm gonna make one soft, it's that they responded differently to the exact same situation. And this is the reality of the human heart, that we respond differently to God. And God is going to continue to show himself to be God, as he did with Pharaoh. God is going to continue to give people chances to repent. And when they refuse those chances to repent with their free will, it causes the hardening of the heart. And so it is true that in God's even pursuit of Pharaoh, God's showing himself to Pharaoh, God had complete, absolute knowledge that in doing so, Pharaoh would reject him and the process would cause Pharaoh to harden his heart. And because God is the one that ultimately initiated that process, God too is responsible for hardening his heart. But that does not eliminate the truth that Pharaoh had a free will, all people have a free will, God is not up there arbitrarily just choosing, I'm going to harden this person's heart and send them to hell. That is absolutely unbiblical. There's no merit for it whatsoever. And so that's my two-minute um, answer to that. I will deal with this in a much more thorough teaching here in several months at the well. Uh, if you're interested in that, follow us on Wednesday nights yeah. and uh, be watching and listening to the Exodus study. So we just started last night. Uh, literally uh, this week we started uh, Wednesday night church so anyways good question Please. guys send us your questions I love answering them and uh, you hopefully said you said you were going to answer that in two minutes. Like, Was that two minutes? two minutes? I don't know. I thought you meant like you were taking a pause for two minutes and then you oh. were going to answer it, which is why I was thinking we were like going to have this fun surprise. Oh, so I got you. We're I'm sure take... that was probably about okay. two minutes. Got well, you it. were confusing me. I didn't know what you were talking yeah. about there so with that, ice cream cones. Yeah, that was why I thought we were just taking this two-minute break. So I was like, okay, what are we doing for two minutes? Uh, like, all right, this is fun. I thought there was, you know, this you're surprise. You're something else. So. <laughs> Okay, hey, we're going to finish with some few fun items from Andrea's fun list. Yes, yeah. And I'm going to start the first one off for you so you don't have to talk, like, you don't have to bring it up. But, guys, she had her 40th birthday this week. Mm, I did. And it was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. Tell us about yeah. your 40th birthday. Yeah. Why was it fun? Well, actually, let's go back to surprises. So, I actually, uh, we were in Atlanta on my birthday and then we flew home. And he was able to get this hotel off Priceline and it overlooked the entire city of Atlanta. And we were on like the 38th floor. Um, it was cool. It was so cool. It was really cool. We got to watch the sun go down and then we got to watch it all light up overnight. And it was neat. I don't think I've ever stayed in anything quite like it. It was really um, hard to look at when you got inside and looked up at all the floors because it was so tall. Yeah, it was. But, it, it would make you a little dizzy. It was so tall. Yeah. It's the Marriott something. I wish I knew what it was, I could tell you. But if you're ever in downtown Atlanta, you've got to stay in the Marriott. Um, seriously, it was super affordable. I don't know if it was super affordable because I didn't wait to get the room until the last second. And so they were trying to fill them. But it was like about the price of a regular 
you know holiday in here locally so yeah it was super cool you it gotta was. go yeah so anyway that was a fun surprise and i did get to spend part of my birthday there so that was cool um and yeah it was nice it was um i wasn't like oh yay i'm gonna turn 40 because i just don't feel like i'm 40 but it's all about what you feel like right yeah so what do you feel like my gosh some days i feel like i'm in my 20s some days i feel like some days i feel like i'm still a teenager really just just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding those are just the days you know when i like decide i'm going to try a cheer move with hallie or something or Mm -hmm. you know something like that but yeah 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 so anyway it was good um i joplin surprised me and had this like smashing birthday with some of our employees and staff and friends that came over and um i had a pinata for my birthday i've never had a surprise birthday or a pinata and i got two that was in fun one. we had a fiesta didn't we we did yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was fun I didn't know they were going to bring a pinata, but it was awesome. Yeah. The kids loved it. It was a good time. They did, yeah. I had a little one say, um, oh, this is so exciting. I said, I've never had a pinata. And they said, not even when you were little? (laughs) I said, not even when I was little. So it was fun. We had a great time. And um, we helped Andrea rock in her 40s here. So (laughs) I'm going to pull up a picture here um, while you're talking about you feeling like you're 20. Oh, okay. We're going to have, we will have a surprise right here for you. (laughs) (laughs) If I can Um, find it here. Come on. Sometimes you have to feel like you're 20, right? When Malachi's like, come out here and jump on the trampoline and show me a trick. He does. Yeah. That little guy loves his trampoline. That's for sure. And he tries to get me to go out on it all the time. He does. He tries to get all of us to go out there on it. Occasionally we give in and uh, we all end up out there on the trampoline jumping. All right. So look at this picture here. We'll have it put up on the screen for our um, those that are watching. Tell us what's going on here. Um, a lot of fun. A girl that probably feels like she's you know in her twenties, right there, beginning twenties, maybe teen. Mm-hmm. Um, Hallie's always you know doing dance moves, doing dance videos. She likes me to star in them sometimes with her, and then sometimes she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I still like to try to start with her in them. Um, but right there, I think I was trying some kind of cheer move. Only I was using a chair instead of people. I see. Notice... In the uh, dining room. I, this this is a pretty regular occurrence, folks, that she's like this at the house. I want you to take a notice. Um, look, at the, look at our son's face there. Look at that. He's like, this is... He's just not even interested. I was like, eh, it's just mom doing another crazy move (laughs) nothing going on here (laughs) isn't that funny it is funny it was fun that was fun okay so yeah so if anybody needs training and how to use your you know everyday furniture to do some kind of something you dreamed you could have been when you were young just give me a shout (laughs) okay hey next Uh, you want to talk about malachi wheeling and dealing yeah um what what's what are we going to tell our folks listen about malachi's wheeling and dealing well malachi wheels and deals a lot Mm -hmm. um doesn't matter what it is he kind of wheels and deals and he's a little entrepreneur he is he wants to trade things or he wants to um have you sell something so he can get something else or um finds a deal on something and the other day um 
we actually were having a meeting here. We had a, a huge group going to Honduras, and so we had all them over and their families. And um, one of them was getting ready to leave. They were the last ones leaving. And Family that was here for the first time ever. Yeah. Yep. Here, here with their kids. Yep. So their son's in our living room on a skateboard. I don't think much of it. I think he brought the skateboard, actually. Um, and the dad, as they're leaving, says, hey, you better go put that back. Where'd you get that? And he goes, oh, it's mine. And um, still, Joppa and I aren't thinking too much of it. And um, he goes, yeah, I bought it from Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> to which we all start laughing. Um, and he goes, yeah, I bought it for him. And he said, I think he said, I'd give him 20, 20 bucks. bucks yeah. And Malachi said, uh, 10's fine. And then I don't remember what they settled for. 20. He, 20. Yeah, he did he, give him 20. He, he, he took okay. the 20. And so he takes this uh, skateboard and we're all cracking up. And about that time, Tyron walks in the room and says, funny thing is is that's my skateboard (laughs) (laughs) so he had us all laughing but he's always wheeling and dealing he has some kind of something he's doing i said but hey you said i could have it he did yep he said so he took tyron's skateboard and then sold it for 20 bucks yep so a smart kid there yep he knows how to make a little and then then he sold a toy car for five bucks yep and he sold a toy car so Yeah. yeah he ended up with 25 bucks yeah so yeah, Malachi, yeah. he's a little wheeler and dealer. He is. Sweetest kid though. He uh, got some money for his birthday the other day and I didn't even know he did this until like three days later, but they're doing a change drive in the kids ministry at church for uh, Mexico. And um, Malachi had all this money and then suddenly he had $60 missing. And I said, um, I said, oh, well, what did you do with your money? And he goes, oh, I gave it to the kids ministry last Wednesday for the kids in Mexico. And so uh, he's always willing to give his money away to he wants to help. And if you don't have it and you guys want ice cream, he'll buy it he'll for buy you. It, yep. Yep. He sure will. He's, he so, does have that heart. He does. Yep. Hey, next week, we are going to have our first positive person award. So we're excited yes, about we that. Be watching, waiting next week to see as we honor a person here in the Derby community for being a person of positive influence here in Derby. We're excited about that. We are. And if you have somebody that you'd like to recommend, write us. Let us know because we'd love the opportunity to honor more people. You can find us at Joplin and Andrea.com. Get a hold of us there and let us know your ideas. Send us your questions. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Yeah. And we'll find a way to work it in the show. That's right. All right, guys. We love you. God bless you. And we hope you all have a great weekend. Yes. Have a great weekend.